top 10 mid-cap altcoins. We've gone through all the mid-caps from $50 million to $500 million market caps. And we've selected the top 10 that you need to know about. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of The Beam Pod is sponsored by BitGet. BitGet is the most user-friendly and secure crypto trading platform for both beginners and experienced traders. BitGet is the best place to not only trade Bitcoin and Ethereum, but also all the small cap gems that we discuss every day. With 24-7 customer support, leverage trading, and a wide array of other advanced features, BitGet sets itself apart from every other centralized exchange. Through Beanstalk's official partnership with BitGet, you'll receive 15% off all trading fees when you sign up using the referral link in the description. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be revealing the top 10 mid-cap altcoins in the entire crypto industry. This was a tough one. We love our small caps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you dive into these mid-caps. Mind you, it is a bit of a varying range of 50 million to 500 million. That's how we've kind of set our parameters on this. Yep. We do typically find that the sweet spot are those ones that sit around the 25 to 50 mil that have good partnerships, real world utility, et cetera. Yep. But we thought this would be a great time to jump into the mid caps yep. and provide you with our analysis and what we would do if we we're going to build a team of the best mid caps out there. Yeah. And this is, this is another one of our draft episodes. So we're going to go pick by pick. I'm going to pick my top five. Josh is going to pick his top five. And then we're going to make our, you know, we each have our separate, it's like a fantasy draft, our fantasy draft top team of our mid cap altcoins. And then at the end of the episode, we want you guys to judge who won the draft. And you can tell us in the comments. So once again, you get first pick. Yeah. I just honestly can't win a rock. Paper, scissors. Yeah. So I win rock, paper, scissors every time because you know, rock, nothing beats that. So, uh, all right, first pick in my mid-cap altcoin gem draft. There's no clear... Sometimes there's like a clear number one. Yeah, uh, when we did like layer zero. It's like Quant. Quant, it's like yeah. that's it. So, this one... Um, all right, number or one... interoperability, let's say. Yeah. Number one pick, I'm going to take... Uh, is it Quantex? Fuck! <laughs> Just because I knew that you were going to take Come it. Come on, man. I didn't take it. It's so annoying. <laughs> Oh, God. Notes? No, I didn't see y'all. Look at my nose. So, Quantix is around a $90 million market cap right now. We're in that $100 million mark. So, it's running the lower end of the mid caps. I mean, look, in terms of players, like Quantix plays motherfucking defense, right? <laughs> Quantix, this guy could be the best defender of all time when his career is over. Mm. It's the only layer one blockchain that's built to prevent against quantum layer attacks. It's quantum resistant. And as we talked about when we did our standalone episode on Quantix, we think that quantum attacks may be coming a lot quicker than people think because of the advent of AI technology. So I think people said this threat's like 10 to 15 years away, but IBM has already built a supercomputer that can break 99% of all blockchains. Yeah. And QuantX has built in building the solution to do this. It can defend against any of that. Uh, it has backing from the Royal Qatar family. Yeah, worth like, like 300 billion. Yeah. I IBM. Mean, they're, put, they're putting in some interesting partnerships. They got hybrid blockchains. They just launched their private layer one blockchain. They do public, private, hybrid. There's a lot of good things going for Quantex. So for me, it's, it's, it's right at the top of that mid-cap, mid-cap gem pile. Yeah, absolutely. I like that one a lot. Their private blockchain just went public too after years of development. Mm-hmm. Um, really good pick. One of my biggest holdings 
Uh, I absolutely love the project. Yeah, the community is savage as well. Like, yeah. One thing we didn't mention, I didn't mention, is that it could see rapid adoption because developers can code in any language. Yeah, you forgot that on part. the Quanex yeah. platform, which is huge. There's like 25 different coding languages. You don't want to have to relearn a coding language if you're going to switch from a trash project like Solana and go to Quanex. Boom, you're straight over. So we all know that developers really fuel ecosystem growth, yep. and the fact that they offer all coding languages for Quant platform that's huge. And uh, EVM compatible, so any project that's already operating on Ethereum can just port right over to Quantex, which is huge. And uh, the National Institute of Technology, I I believe it is, their algorithm that Quantex uses is actually the best for quantum attacks. I like it. For my number one pick, I'm going to go with Casper the Ghost. Mm. This is one that you just can't see. It's just, it's, it's operating under this, let's say... It's operating behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. Because it's built for enterprises. So they're going to have a lot of non-disclosure agreements put in place. And with that, you're not going to get the everyday announcements that are going to get you hyped up, right? Because some of these partnerships and these um, what they're building takes one to two years before they can eventually even reveal what they've been doing behind the scenes. Right. So, for example, what I like about this is that they have connections to the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. They're helping to develop and establish the blockchain framework for the world. All their tokens are now fully vested. That was one thing that I really liked about this project. Um, now is the fact that they're all all in circulation. Right, yeah, yeah. A few other things of note, because I said that I really like how they do things behind the scenes and all of a sudden they just release it. And you can't really see, you have to like dig deep. So one thing is they're part of the Hyperledger Foundation. It's blockchain tech for businesses. And... That in this Hyperledger um, foundation, they have Visa, Oracle, Bank of England, Walmart, et cetera. There's only five blockchain projects there. Mm. Quant, HBAR, Filecoin, Ripple, Casper. Right. So it's like four massive names that we already know are compliant and kind of working with the banks on these things. And then Casper. Find that interesting. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of things. Casper is also on my, high on my list as well, so that's a good pick. I love the future-proof contracts. Yeah. So this is a player who's always changing, dynamic, can change his game in the middle of the game. That's what I mean. Yeah, I like that. Um, they, they they work with IBM and the partner program. And as you said, like because the fully distribution of the tokens only really just occurred, it's never really had a huge pump. It never really had a It just dumped, yeah. right? Um, so now it's kind of one of those ones. You look at the chart, it looks like an absolute rug pull. But it's actually a legit project building behind the scenes. So, yeah, I think Casper's a good pick. For Government sure. proje- uh, contracts to build <coughs> blockchain infrastructure for China and India. Yep. And one of our little small cap gems, Hello. Mm. They recently partnered um, to present Hello. Yep, for sure. All right. I like it. For my number two pick, I'm going to take Morpheus Network. Yep. Yeah. Of course. So, this is a project. I mean, I hate not going first. <laughs> <laughs> so <Hey>. fucking annoying. <laughs> Uh, Morpheus Network uh, the reason I want to take Morpheus Network now is because he just qualifies into yeah, the mid-cap just, draft yeah. it's like a $55 million market cap so his draft eligibility he may not be draft eligible next year yeah it's true so I, I want to take him now this Morpheus Network this guy's a connector he's always leading in assists because you know Morpheus Network is a they're building a supply chain management blockchain platform they're working with all the top companies, oh. DHL, UPS, FedEx. I think there was even rumors they were working with Coca-Cola, yeah. all kinds of stuff. You know, when you talk about applications for blockchain technology, supply chain management just seems like a natural one. You can see where everything's going. You can see if everything is gone where they say it has gone or where it's come from, where they said it's come from. Is it actually organic or fair trade from Colombia or is it just some bullshit product from China? 
Well, if it's all tracked in the blockchain using these easily usable QR codes from the Morpheus network platform, geo tracking on the blockchain, I like it. And as I said, 50, $55 million fully diluted market cap, 100% of tokens in circulation. This thing is legit being slept on. It had a massive hype wave around a year ago yeah. uh, that we were early to. Um, the hype has completely died off. So this is another, it's a great, another, it's a great entry on Morph- Morpheus network right now. Um, supply chain management continues to be a massive global issue. And the only other project that's really working on this is VeChain, and they have a massive market cap, and we don't really like that one. Mm-hmm. So for me, Morpheus Network, welcome to the team. Yeah, I like it, man. Fuck. Trillion-dollar industry, these guys are changing. Yep. They, and it's a, one of the few projects that actually generates revenue. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of projects doing that. Yep, for sure. I think um, that's a good one. Part of the Google Accelerator program as well. Yeah, that's uh, it's a gem for sure. I mean, um, it's, it's one of the only projects in the supply chain management blockchain sector. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to have them on my team. All right. So for my second pick, I probably could have taken this one at one, number one, too. Um, <clears throat> it's like render, but it's not. It's for, again, it's for like renting out GPUs and it's a cache network. Right. So a cache <clears throat> is an AI open sourced super cloud. And with this, it's a decentralized uh, cloud computing market. So you can run and deploy your own cloud infrastructure, which is 90% cheaper for those requiring cloud services. Uh, so basically, you get access to NVIDIA's, what are they called? The H100s from $1.99 per hour. Right. So, you know, with Render, how it's like when you have a product that you want done, you can't afford all the equipment. So what you do is you post your job, somebody picks it up, they render it, and then you get the job completed, they get paid on render tokens. With this, you use a cache, and you actually get access to these NVIDIA GPUs. Right. Which Elon Musk says there may not be enough to go around. Uh, Elon Musk. And tech giants have bought up over $5 billion worth of these GPUs. Yep. So <clears throat> they also have an, a possible integration with Circle where uh, they'll be paying the gas in USDC. Uh, I find it, I don't know, just really interesting that this, uh, the, their GPU capacity surged from 10 at the beginning of September to over 130 a week later. So they're seeing fucking massive growth. Yeah, interesting. Super <coughs> interesting project to me. Yeah, I didn't have that one on my list, but I do. I've been very vocal about how I think Render is a gem. Um, so if it's it's I've you know if it's like Render and it's a smaller market cap, same similar style of business model. Um, yeah, that's that's a good pick. It's half half the market cap is Render, right? Yeah. What's the market cap? Three thirty four. Yeah, nice. All right, my number three pick. Let's see here. I'm gonna pick. This is this is a it's a private. He's a private player. He's a secret player, but he's also one that hangs out with some of the most decorated Hall of Famers in the game. And that's Oasis Network. Wow, right. Yeah, Oasis Network. So Rose, um, it's, it's a narrative that we talk about all the time. Privacy, security. Uh, this is one of the first privacy-enabled blockchains. I think privacy, it's just, it's a trend in the world that is continuing to grow and grow and grow. As people start to say, look, look at what social media networks are doing with our data. They're owning our data. We don't get anything from it. Well, Oasis Network is building a tokenization of data platform where you can own your data. And it's not just a a platform that's, oh, look at this technology we're building. They've partnered with Facebook, Meta. They've partnered with Binance. They've partnered with BMW. They're working with some of the biggest companies in the world. And that's why it's like, when you think about which project you think are going to pump in the next bull run, it's the ones that have these huge partnerships already in place. I think they did a trial already with Instagram in terms of yeah. collecting vulnerable user data without actually exposing it to the third party. And I think that kind of user data collection is the future of data collection because people don't want their vulnerable data exposed. 
Um, so it's sitting at around a $400 billion market cap with around 70% of tokens in circulation. I think the tokenization of data, personal data is huge. Securing your own data. Um, there's all kinds of, I think, um, applications of privacy things in DeFi, in tokenization of assets. I just think the whole privacy security narrative is one that's kind of being slept on again at the moment. Oasis Network is a leader in that sector with massive partnerships. So yeah, in terms of mid caps, this is one I like. I like that one a lot yeah. too. Yeah, there's a huge, they have that huge development uh, grant, right? It was like yep. 250 million or something that's like huge. that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. All right, for me, I'm going to stay, like you mentioned Instagram. I'm going more into that social side of things as well. I'm going to go with Mask. Okay, yep. Mask Network. Yep. So 243 mil, 80% of tokens in circulation. This is a protocol that allows users to send encrypted messages over Twitter, Facebook, etc. Right. Elon Musk recently got that. <laughs> Elon um, Musk. What, you, what is that thing? Allows um, Twitter to potentially send and receive payments. Mm-hmm. You see that? Crypt, like crypt, cryptography payments and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he got like their uh, license, the license to become a crypto that. platform. Yep. Yes. So what I like about this platform is that it's not one where you have to attract a whole bunch of new users to. This one is just like sits on top of a Twitter, sits on top of a Facebook. And then it offers peer-to-peer pay- payments and decentralized storage mm. of all your files. So it's a it's a bridge between the internet and like a decentralized network. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And this was the one that was in like that blue, was that Binance Blue Index? Yeah, yeah, the Bluebird Index. The for Bluebird t- Index. Twitter, so yeah. it had Binance on there, which is, I don't know, a whole different story at the moment, but... It also had Dogecoin and Mask. Right. So I'm just trying to see, this would be like a possibility instead of Elon trying to build out a brand new infrastructure. Yep. Maybe they just adopt Mask, which is backed by OKX, Filecoin, the digital currency group and we, which I found really interesting. And it's all private. Again, to like what you just talked about, Rose, all this stuff is encrypted. Mm. So you can send messages privately. You can send payments privately. It's decentralized storage, and you can on-ramp fiat easily as well. Again, Operation Choke Point we talked about. Yeah. Cutting out all the centralized exchanges, et cetera. Then you can onboard your, your fiat into your mass network, which is on Twitter, and then you can start sending encrypted messages. Yeah, interesting. So I can see this one doing quite well. Yeah, it's a crafty pick. I mean, we, I think we talked about mass network in that. We did that episode about what coins could pump because of the Elon Musk Twitter thing, and uh, that was one of them. We haven't really mentioned it since, but yeah, that's a good pick. I like it. Yeah. All right, for my next pick, I'm gonna take um, I'm gonna take a project or a player. Some guy watched this guy play like he's a robot because he's in the AI sector. And you know, a lot of the Ooh. AI projects that we talk about are either in the small cap gem sector, you know, it's like a, a ride chain, or they're too large to be in this draft like BitTensor. But I wanted an AI project because I do think that the AI narrative is just gonna continue and it's gonna continue and it's gonna become massive again in the next bull run. So I'm gonna take Singularity Net. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's $375 million market cap, 95% of tokens in circulation. And during this, during the AI bull run from like December to February, it was like, it was the best performing mid cap, performed better than Fetch AI. That thing pumped. Singularity Net, Ajax, absolutely pumped. So it's kind of similar to um, the the marketplace model of, of Acash that you were talking about, where it's, they have, it's a marketplace for AI services. So it's kind of like Render, where it's a marketplace for Metaverse, also AI. But SingularityNet is the world's leading AI-based decentralized marketplace. So you can search from all kinds of different AI algorithms, machine learning, products, get access to servers. Uh, It's basically building a central hub for people that want to build AI applications 
and they want to either rent services or get access to different products. They're, they're becoming the leader in that kind of sector. Um, and I think, yeah, AI, I feel like the AI narrative has kind of died down a little bit because the hype is, is over for that, but you know, it's going to come back. AI, yeah. we're just at the beginning of AI. So when we, when we do these drafts, I always like to get projects from different narratives. Yeah. And I feel like AI is just such a dominant narrative for the world over the next five to 10 years. So I wanted to have one AI project. So it's going to be Ajax. Yeah. I mean, if you have to choose one, that's fine. Yeah. Um, obviously my AI plays it. So that once I, now that I know about Vitenser Tao mm. and what they're doing, it's like, I can't even pick an AI project ever again. <laughs> it's like, I just like, I just know how much more, how much better it is in everything. Yeah. Although it falls outside of our mid cap. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he won't be playing in that league anyway. So no, it doesn't no. matter. Yep. Okay. I want number four now. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I'm going to be looking at, I think I'm going to be looking at the unbanked here. I'm going to look at a larger portion of the population that we tend to forget about. And I'm going to look at mobile phones and the fact that people can send and receive seamlessly amongst their phones. There's over like 6.6 billion users who have a phone but don't Mm. have banks. I'm looking at Cello. Right. We talked about this in one of our Sleeping Giants uh, episodes. That's right. $400 billion market cap, 50% in circulation. They claim that... So... I was a little bit confused because uh, on one of the websites I was reading, it's an EVM compatible layer one, but on their website and what they're talking about, it's an emerging layer two for ETH. Okay. So they're looking to be like a side chain for ETH. Right. Um, five second block time, carbon negative. They've already done 200, 280 million transactions, 1000 plus projects across 150 countries. Mm. So I'm looking at like... That's almost f- every country. Exactly. <laughs> I'm looking at the fall of China. You know, I'm starting to look at these more emerging markets that right. are going to start popping out. I actually had a really uh, interesting chat on the bus the other day. Uh, I was busting down uh, to catch a, a plane. And I was sitting next to an economist in the U.S. And she's been doing it for 10 years. And she was saying that Latin America, uh, all these emerging nations like Africa and stuff, everybody, all these huge businesses, her brother works in China. And what he's doing is trying to help these businesses find new locations and new opportunities around the world. The emerging markets is going to be the next big thing right. as China kind of crumbles. Right. So it's a really interesting talk I had with her. It's 10 years economics in, in the U S. Um, so I'm looking at like, where are these emerging nations? Where can, where can a project like this do really well? And this, they have a partnership with Google cloud telecom, uh, consensus consensus yep. who, um, built MetaMask. And I just really see that this cello project could be pretty easy to just like onboard Fiat, send it to your, your buddy who's next to you in Africa or whatever. And yeah. I just see it seems easy. It yeah. I like, I like the simplicity of that platform. I've liked it ever since we talked about it in that episode a long time ago. It's been one of my radar for sure. So that's, that's a sneaky pick side note. Um, a good idea for a stock episode is we could do one about the emerging, emerging markets, oh, yeah. right? I get it. So we could write that one down for later. Make sure you're subscribed because that's going to be a banger. All right. Uh, <laughs> For my last pick now, let's see. Last pick, last pick. All right, I'm going to go with GMX. Okay. So GMX, it's, I think, as we've seen over the, this bear market has really made it clear that decentralized exchanges, I think, are, have a massive future in crypto. And not only just decentralized exchanges, one that offer sleek platforms with low fees and leverage trading, perpetuals, futures, so GMX is one of the leading decentralized exchanges and it's really become popular among like crypto veterans, yeah. real crypto traders, because it's easy to use, 
the fees are super low because it's built on Arbitrum, super fast, super quick. Um, you get it's, it's it's one of these tokens where we've been talking about revenue sharing. You get paid out if you hold the GMX token, so you're actually incentivized to hold the token. Revenue sharing on the platform and the revenue that they were generating during, I mean, it's only really, it's, it's a relatively new platform. So the revenue that they were generating during like the height of the bear market rally is very, very impressive. So you're incentivized to hold the GMX token. And a lot of these really like established pro crypto traders that I follow on Twitter, they're all using GMX. They're off Binance. They're off OKX. They're off Coinbase. They're using GMX. Mm. Now the hype has died down on GMX was one of the leaders of what was at that time, like the perpetual DEX narrative. There was GMX, there was DYDX, there was that Vela exchange on Arbitrum. There was a whole bunch of these guys that were pumping. But I still find that GMX, whether it's a bull market or a bear market, people are still trading and you're generating fees from their token. This thing's sitting at a $300 million market cap. Now 95% tokens are in circulation, which I like. It's getting to that 100% point. Um, the token has held up extremely well through this bear market because again, there's just activity on this all the time. I see perpetuals, futures, and decentralized exchanges as being a huge backbone of the next crypto bull run because people just don't trust centralized exchanges anymore. So yeah, GMX is going to be my last pick in the mid-cap draft. All right, well, if you're going with the DEX, I'll go with the DEX. And token aside, it's the fact that if you're looking to op, instead of using Uniswap and paying ridiculous Ethereum gas fees all the time, why not look at one of the places where you can trade tokens at the best rates in DeFi? Right. I got to give a shout out to uh, our sponsor, KyberSwap, who has been working with us for a couple of years now. Yep. Um, the fact that they are a multi-chain crypto trading platform that has access to liquidity from, what, like 60 plus DEXs or something like that. You can trade 20,000 tokens. Uh, it's multi-chain. So it's like Optimism, Solana, Ethereum, then, Ar yeah. like everything. And it's like every time, like when Coinbase came, came out, all of a sudden they had liquidity pools of uh with base. Yep. It's like, they're always like on top of it and not just for the liquidity pools and the fact that you can earn fees through trading, but it was also the fact that they introduced something that no other decks has. And that's Kyber AI. Yep. You know, the ability to easily spot trending altcoins uh, before they start trending bullish bear signals on chain data, you know, like it also like automatically puts in where the support and resistance is mm. It's like super easy to read. Um, so it just seems like they're changing the game and it's like really simple to add liquidity. It's just like, if you're going to choose a DEX, KyberSwap kind of is like the king DEX aggregator amongst all of them. For sure. I think just the fact that they've brought out this Kyber AI platform during the bear market shows that they, they're just nonstop building. They're always, nonstop. it just always seems like they're every month, new feature, new feature, new trading competition. Some, some platforms have kind of just really gone quiet during the bear market. Kyber Network just keeps on going. They built this Kyber AI platform. It's really cool. We, we sometimes share on Twitter. It's like, oh, uh, Hello Net Hello Labs has a bullish rating of 80%. And boom, next week it, it pumps. actually nails it, yeah. So the Kyber AI platform is pretty cool if you want to check that out. But yeah, I think Kyber Network, again, like the DEX narrative is huge. It aggregates the liquidity from all DEXs, shows you their supports, resistance you could buy from their platform. It's, you know, that's why we, we, we partner with them because it is a legitimate project. So I think that's, that's a good pick to round out. Yeah, draft token sure. aside, it's just like a really seamless uh, mm -hmm. decentralized exchange to use. And not, not everybody has access to centralized exchanges yep. um, like BitGet. Yeah, for sure. So Yeah, 100%. Hey, so now we have a job for you. I want you to go into the comments and let us know if you think that my team won or Josh's team won. We'll do a quick roundup. Who did I take? I took, uh, I took Quan Platform. I took Morpheus Network. Then I took Oasis Network, Rose. 
Then I took Singularity Note, and then I took GMX. And I went with Casper, and then I went with Akash, which is a really interesting project. Uh, Mask, and then I went with Cello, and then Kyber Network. All right, so let us know what you think in the comments. And if you have any other ideas for a draft that we can do where we take a certain type of altcoin and make a team out of our top 10, let us know because we love doing these drafts. And then make sure you tune to the next episode. Because that one is going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.